his forces, and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem. Even thou wasn't as one of them. But thou shouldest have not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day that he became a stranger. Neither shouldest thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Neither shouldest thou have spoken proudly in the day of their distress. Thou should not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou shalt not looked upon their infliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldest thou stood in the crossroads to cut off those of his that did escape, neither shouldest thou have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. For the day of the Lord is near upon all heathen, as thou shalt done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall be returned upon thine own head. I'll be reading from the New King James, continuing in Obadiah, beginning with verse 17. But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall be stubble. They shall kindle them and devour them. And no survivor shall remain of the house of Esau. For the Lord has spoken. The south shall possess the mountains of Esau. And the lowlands shall possess Philistia. They shall possess the fields of Ephraim and the fields of Samaria. Benjamin shall uh, possess Gilead. And the captives of this host of the children of Israel shall possess the land of the Canaanites as far as Zarephath. The captives of Jerusalem who are in Sepharad shall possess the cities of the south. Then saviors shall come to Mount Zion to judge the mountains of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. I'll be reading from the book of James the fifth chapter, verses 16 through 20. <clears throat> Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly, that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, 
If any of you do error from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Before I pray, I'd like to um, read just a couple of definitions, if you'd let me. The first is opportunity, a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. The second is privilege, a special right granted only to the particular person or group. And then third is righteousness, or righteous. It is a conduct. Good, ethical, principled, moral, law-abiding, honest, blameless, irreproachable, and justified. <clears throat> as we have gone through um, this evening, as we've read these verses, we've been given an example uh, of the opportunities that we've been granted, of the privilege that we've got, and how God serves us righteously. It is um, a privilege for us um, to be here and to uh, read from the Bible. It is by the opportunity or circumstances that uh, the Bible was given to us uh, as a book of lessons to be learned, that we can learn from them and we can take those and apply them to our lives. I, I talk with individuals on a daily basis about work for myself. I, I give them an example, a drawing of what I, I expect uh, at the end of a project. And if they follow those those guidelines or that uh, blueprint, then at the end of the project, and when I look at what I see, it's what kind of what I expected. God has given us that same thing. He's given us a plan from which we are to live He's given us a, a set of expectations. Those expectations that we have, we know that if we live by them, we apply them to our lives, that we should have no fear of where our life uh, or how when our life ends here on this earth, where we will go and what we will have for a future. So if you would please bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this evening that we've had. We are so thankful <clears throat> that you gave us these lessons that we can apply to our lives. We understand, dear Heavenly Father, that we have been given um, a good description, an explanation of what is expected of us through, our, through the Bible, and, and we are to live our lives according to those expectations. And we are uh, thankful for the fact that we know when we are, um, when it comes time for us to go to judgment, that we will be judged by those same things that uh, we are to live by. We are thankful, dear Heavenly Father, that you are righteous, that you are principled, and that you are honest with us. And, and we know that uh, those things which you have spoken, those things which you have explained to us, we know that they are true. 
we understand that if we live our life according to those things that we will find home with thee in heaven dear heavenly father we are so thankful for your son we are thankful for the fact that you sent him to, to live on this earth to be an example for us to die so that we may have remission of our sins an opportunity to have prayer through him to you so that we can gain forgiveness dear heavenly father we know that if we live by these examples we can further your church we understand that we will be held accountable for furthering furthering your your church and we we are appreciative of the opportunities to do so so as we conclude this service dear heavenly father we ask that you take those things which we've heard tonight and apply them to our lives help us to be better christians and live for thee and be a good example we pray this in jesus name amen